Good afternoon. Welcome to the Adventures of Indiana Jim. Uh, Indiana Jim and the writing crusade daily. Um, I'm toying with the idea of changing the name in this sense. Because I, I don't know that I want to do a daily episode in that when people come to look at the podcast and they and, and their podcasters just fill to the brim with with all of these episodes and things but so I was toying with the idea of, of, of the Indiana Jim and the Writing Crusade is a daily podcast about you know a, a, someone's quest to be a writer for his job or you know write for a living or whatever whatever I want to say Whatever the whatever the catch line is, whatever the the catchphrase and plug line would be, so or subtitle, whatever, you know what I mean. So I'm toying with that whether whether this should actually be a daily podcast, and in that sense, I will pressure myself to write something every day, do something in the writing every day, and talk about it. You know, uh, Nathan Lowell's show is a model for me i can't i like that his is sort of a slice of life kind of you hear all the all the noises of where he's walking and and you sort of get a you just kind of feel like you're a part of his life and in my case and like especially right now it's rainy and gross and um my best microphone is this is this turtle beach headset and you know the you could tell from last episode that you know the first part of it with with my LG things and I had my parka on it was just rubbing and it would obscure some of the sound and but the headset sitting in the car is crystal clear so still debating on on what to do there um, but as far as the actual content of today's episode is about endings are you afraid to end your book or to end your story. A lot of people struggle with endings. Some people love endings. And as I've come closer and closer um, to the end of this book, the Blade Wielder's book, I've been spending two or three days trying to figure out, trying, trying to make this end right. So it doesn't sound clumsy. So it doesn't seem clumsily written, I guess. Because there's so much that I want the two characters to say. And I want to say that I've, I've finished this particular scene. But there's a, there's a final confrontation between two characters toward the end of the book. And I want it to feel satisfying the way it ends. I don't want it to seem cliche. And I don't want it to drag on. Because there's some things that they bandy between each other and then, and then it's over and I wanted wanted it to be evocative of a western I wanted it to also be evocative of a of a of a duel yet not a duel um, my scene of reference would be the the showdown the final showdown between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Maul in the Star Wars Rebels TV series 
And if you haven't seen the Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels, and I just said Final Showdown, and you're like, wait, isn't that in The Phantom Menace? N no, it's not final. <laughs> so, um, get with the times, as it were. Anyway, what's my point? I realized that I had spent so many years working on this particular idea that germinated in a role-playing chat room in 1996 when I was in college. That's a long time ago. <laughs> and when I was really working on the book in earnest, that started six years ago when I made that uh, publishing agreement with GrailQuest that I talked about last episode yesterday. And so part of me is like, I don't, it's almost like I don't want to be rid of this because I've been steeped in this world, in this idea, in this story for six years of my life. And, and so let me just say, if, if you're spending that long on a book because you feel like it's your, it's your opus, can I just kindly say, get over yourself. Okay. Um, yes, you might end up with something like The Name of the Wind and The Wise Man's Fear. Um, the Name of the Wind arguably was better than The Wise Man's Fear, though I liked The Wise Man's Fear. I'm speaking, of course, of Patrick Rothfuss, who can't seem to get that third book done and is doing a whole bunch of other stuff besides work on book three, seems like. Or George R.R. R. Martin. The winds of winter are blowing, George, yet we don't get to read it. Because you're taking too long. And so I look at a person like Dean Wesley Smith, who's his complete, almost complete polar opposite. He's He writes a book and then he never looks at it again. He says, I already wrote it. Why would I want to, why would I want to read it again? I already wrote it. I don't I don't I already know what happens. I don't need to read it again. Which to me is is weird, and to a lot of people it's strange, but but that's you know, that's how he is. And for him to just say, you know, hey, you write the book, you write the next book. You're always practicing. You're always learning. You're always getting, you should always be getting better. And so if you, the book you're working on now is you think this is the best thing you've ever done, and this is the height of your, this is how we act. We act like this is the height of our creativity, that this is our opus, that this is the most important thing we will ever work on. And no, the next book is the most important thing you will ever work on. No matter what you are doing, no matter what you are writing, the next thing will be more important than what you are working on now. Because you're practicing and you're learning and you should be getting better. So as you go, the stuff you write should get better. And so if you're spending so long trying to get this one thing perfect, guess what? By the time people are reading your fourth book from the one you're working on now, they will have forgot about the one you're working on now. You know, your book will not be this memorable thing, this monolithic thing by intent. It will only become that by happy chance or by, uh, you know, divine ordination. You do not get to determine whether this will be the memorable thing or the forgettable thing. And if you're so worried about it, you know, being forgettable then you're never going to be you're, you're going to be paralyzed you'll never get it finished 
So finish the book. So in my case, I'm looking at it, and I'm going, gosh, I want this to be just right and just right. And then I got to thinking, it doesn't have to be just right. It just has to be done. You know? So that made me go, okay, let's, what is the information we absolutely have to get out? Cut this, cut this, end it here, done, finished, get that scene done. And, and by the time I came to the realization that I just explained, it took me all of two minutes to get that done. So I, I wasn't intending to go on that tangent, but that's, I guess that's, really part of it you know if you spend that long writing a book it's not good for your mental health let's just say that if it takes you that long to finish it then there's something else wrong then you're not really worried about getting it done so much as you're worried about being perfect and nobody can be perfect everybody knows this you are not perfect you are not a perfect writer your book will not be perfect. It will be yours. And in that sense, it will be perfect because it's yours. But it's not going to be the most perfect book ever written. You can't bet on your book being The Wise Man's Fear or Eye of the World or The Sorcerer's Stone, Philosopher's Stone for those of you in Europe. You can't bet on your book being the next great masterpiece. It will only be by accident, like George Lucas with Star Wars. He had no idea whether it was going to be a hit or not. And then it was a hit, and it's like, whoa, what, what do I do now? You know, how do I one-up that? And the same thing's for you. You know, people arguably say that The Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars film ever made. And that came after the first one, which was groundbreaking. The first one was groundbreaking... And, and, a, and a phenom. And then the second one was even better. Even though, at the time, people didn't recognize it. Now it's lauded as the best thing that, that George ever did. And, you know, your book could be the same way. You don't know what's going to be a hit and what's not going to be a hit. As long as you're working on making the next thing the best thing you can make it. And understanding where your limit is because when you recognize go well this could be better yes but don't labor over it and say i can't figure out how to make it better you'll figure out how to make it better in the next book quit worrying about the book you're on and just finish the thing do your best give it some, i'm not saying not i'm not saying don't give it some thought i'm just saying get done get it done Get those blocks out of your way. Get the get your mental hang-ups out of the way and have a long-term perspective. Try to think about what life is like 10 books from the one you're working on. And there's nine other books in between there that need your attention, that are waiting for you. But you're still waiting and still slaving over the third book in your Name of the Wind series. Pat. Sorry, but uh, I just, the more I learn about the writing craft and the writing process and, and the people who made it, you know, that did it every day all of the time, the pulp writers and even, you know, go back to Ray Bradbury and the, the ones that you think were prolific and 
why were they so prolific? Those are the people that are, are having the best time as a writer, making the best career for themselves, and and they're the ones that become the most well-known, I guess. I, maybe not, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of Asimov and a lot of the early sci-fi, the golden age of sci-fi authors. Um, I mean, heck, look at Patterson, look at Grisham, look at Tom Clancy, all these guys, they're, they're pumping out novels. And now some of them have writers that write for them <laughs> that they put their name on, but that's, that's their business. Um, but man, they just, they, and Stephen King, I mean, Stephen King's a great storyteller and he's not the best constructor of prose. There are plenty of people that can pick apart the prose in his novels or or uh, flights of fancy or deviations from the plot that he did in his books. They're, they're these sprawling tomes. But in the end, he tells a great story. You tell a great story, too. You tell your story. You tell it the best you can and get it done so that we can read it, so that you can move on to the next 10 books in your career. Let's get those books done, people. Don't be afraid of the ending. Don't be like, oh, it's it's like a, I, I love this book. It, he and I are friends. We've been friends for six and a half, seven years now. I can't be rid of my friend. You're not being rid of your friend. You're just going to make a new one and keep making more. I'm Indiana Jim, and this has been The Writing Crusade. <laughs>